If you were to design the perfect green candidate, it might look a lot like Chris Istis. He wears red plaid flannel. He's a wilderness photographer. He blogs about mindfulness. In fact, this stereotype is so strong, the local satire website wrote that a kid had won a contest to design the perfect green party candidate. Chris, of course, was that design. He even has prairie roots. We're a Saskatchewan family, so I grew up out there, and both my parents were born in southern Saskatchewan. My mom was born in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, likewise for myself. that's the, the, the birthplace that Weyburn is most notable being. That's where Tommy Douglas was born. My mom, she's done a little bit of everything. Um, she's done from some accounting, uh, admin work, to just enjoying doing retail work. Uh, my dad, though, he was a, uh, a water well driller. Uh, and he did that, and my grandpa had done that, so it was the family thing. So uh, going out with the witching rods and doing divining and, you know, just walking across the land and feeling where water is and you would just sense it and know it and say this is the spot we're going to drill and he'd find water so wow uh you know as a kid going out and doing that with him a bit do you uh, know how they met high school so kind of all, all i know there, high school um but they they eventually did uh, separate so i lived between two families so a bit my mom had moved to alberta when i was in elementary school so i stayed with my dad and then eventually moved with my mom and grew up in southern alberta how old were you when they split four they were high school boyfriend, girlfriend, so just weren't aligned. It's that, you know, when you're that young. and They were always great together after that, though, and kept talking and friends and really cared for each other. So that helped me, and it didn't matter, you know, which where I was in Saskatchewan or Alberta between the two of them. So that was always great. There was never any tension there. So my dad uh, remarried, and uh, so I've got three brothers. Two of them are in Saskatchewan, and one is in Calgary. All right. Are they older than you? All younger than me. So what kind of kid were you? Independent. Probably the, you know, the result of moving out with my mom and, you know, kind of being on our own. And uh, she was always busy looking, you know, working hard for me to provide for me and outgoing and getting into everything. Played typical Southern Prairies thing is you either, you know, you do hockey in uh, winter and then you jump into uh, football or an outdoor sport in the summer and then, yeah, you just cruising around and hanging out at back in the days and it's, it was the, the Max store or the 7-Eleven and getting Slurpees and hanging out with friends back when we didn't have cell phones and everything so tight close group of friends but a friend to everybody. Did your mom stay a single mom? Did she eventually remarry? Uh, she did eventually remarry uh, in once I had just graduated from high school. My wife and I met in grade 10. Her, she gave a note to a friend, and that friend gave me the note and said, "Hey, Judy's into you. You know, you should, you know, meet up. She wants to chat with you after school." And I was like, "Oh, so I was chatting." Then back then, you know, it goes the walk. Oh, let's walk. Well, I'll walk home with you. And we chatted, and from there, yeah, just it's been ever since. We got married in '96. So where did you get married? Medicine Hat. Okay. It was. We were going to college and uh, I worked at an Italian restaurant and we got married in the Italian restaurant I worked at. Three years after they got married, Chris and Judy had a son, Brandon, and two years after that, a daughter named Jaden. I was going to college in Medicine Hat and I was going to be a teacher. My wife was uh, leaning through early childhood education. In our graduating year, you know, because I think there would have been 700 new teachers come out and, and we're like that's a crazy job pool and I had through my stepdad opportunity to 
move into the, the oil field. And I worked my way up. I was doing electric submersible pumps. It's a, a niche of the oil field industry that uh, is for getting fluid out of the ground and I was uh, really enjoyed that side of things and I had the opportunity to take over operations in southeast Saskatchewan and I thought that was a great opportunity to uh, put more responsibility on myself, further my career, but at the same time move back to where I was from and the other side of my family that lived out that way. So we ended up in Estevan, Saskatchewan. The way society is right now, it's easy to get caught in these just like these routines. My wife and I feel the same that we want to always try to be learning or bettering ourselves or doing more. And by making those big leaps, it takes you out of your comfort zone and you find a way to try and do more or just challenge yourself in a different way. And I was also involved uh, in community groups there. We had a small business out in Saskatchewan as well. I was on council, I was in community groups, the Rotary. Uh, we might be at that where we're going to start developing just routines. And so then that brought us to uh, what the West Coast would offer. We wanted to make that big leap. That was seven years ago, the move to Chimanus, a town they had never been to. We had been to Victoria once. For a wedding, for the record. And the couple that was getting married told them, you really should look at Chimanus. It's beautiful. So Chris flew over and started poking around. Uh, my friends let me stay on their couch and that day bought a house, phoned my wife back and said, I bought a house. And she's like, I'm on Google Earth right now looking. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. It's beautiful. Sounds great. Chris flew back home and they started getting ready to move. Step one, sell everything they own. You know, we were into a lot of fun stuff and uh, we raced motocross and had a camper and a trailer and dirt bikes and we had street bikes and, you know, got to get the bigger house, got to get the bigger truck, got to get, it's like, we were, that was part, part of that too. Um, Did you successfully sell everything you owned? Everything. We sold the house with everything in it and moved out here and just started from scratch and bought old vehicles and just like, we can have these things and we can be consumers. Do you mean literally when you sold the house, it was the house plus all furnishings? We got rid of everything. So they moved here. Chris worked remotely for a while doing technical sales for his employer, keeping the stores they owned going. The last location closed a year ago. They opened a new store locally. It sells clothing and equipment, mostly in the skate and surf lifestyle. Chris then worked with a group trying to improve local hiking and mountain biking trails. Did a stint as president of the Shimanus Business Improvement Association, did some blogging and photography for local tourism boards. Eventually, he quit the remote work with the oil industry, started blogging and taking wilderness photos on the side, something he still does today, along with helping run the family business. What would you say is the, the biggest single challenge in your life that you've had to overcome? You know, we talk about challenges. There's always challenges but one thing that's really helped me is that I find my way to overcome them is definitely my reading on mindfulness. That's your strategy though which makes sense. Yeah. Mindfulness is your strategy but to what parts of your particular life have you applied that strategy? Every single day though. Um, I, I, think, like say, I know you're I think it sounds like you're trying to get to a point but there's challenges in every step of our, our, our lives and it's just knowing that the, it's how I act every day, looking at everything with the knowledge that there are things that I'm, are out of my control no matter what I do. So I just need to stick being positive, moving forward, and controlling how I react to those things. And um, that one thing that works, whether it be uh, Coast Salish or Nuchelnath, 
uh, spending my time on Tuleokit lands is that we are all connected. Everything I'm doing is having an impact and that the nature and the trees, I need to treat them the same way if I run into you, Todd, is like, I need to treat that tree with the same respect I treat you. I think it's, it's like, it's a, it's a pretty emotional thing for me. It's weird, I've never been, I don't know if it's the right way to say it, it's never been like they, that they say to be stoic is without emotion, you know, but I don't, I've always been just, and I think it's because I was always independent on my own, I've been really, not really been emotional. Um, you know, even when my dad passed away, I'm like, you know, that sucks, you know, and, but I didn't, I didn't cry or I was just, I was more bummed, I felt that I let him down, that I wasn't there for him. So what makes you cry now? It was on the news last night, um, and it just, it floored me, actually. I just kind of had to stop everything I was doing for the rest of the night. There was an opening of a highway in Calgary yesterday, and it was going through the uh, Sutina lands, a uh, major, major, major transportation corridor, and it didn't take in the full breadth of the history and honor to the land. And one of the tribal members uh, came up unannounced. I am going to speak. And spoke for 15 minutes. And you are going to listen. This is the land that I also grew up on and I was intending for my future generations to preserve and hold. In 2014, he spoke about what I've been learning that the, we're all connected. The tree has a story and a history and generations of families have walked by that same tree for years and we needed to acknowledge that and the stories that are there and the generations and the legacy that the land and the connection has. I was told by Tsutana Nation, Daryl Crowchild, to go live in a hotel. And then seeing his emotions and just his, his stoic demeanor, he delivered that. And then at the end when he cut his, his braids off. With this, I leave a piece of me with the road. Yeah. Yeah, that was 100% genuine tears last night. Like just, I, I can't imagine, I mean, I, as settlers in Canada, we, we don't fully and probably, I don't know if we'll get to that place eventually in generations to know that that connection is so powerful. Nature is incredibly powerful. And it's, it's become a bit of what guides me. It's, it's my mentor. Thank you for your vulnerability with this. Yeah. Um, I know it's oddball to be asked to show up at some guy's house and no, sit on the no, front lawn ten love, feet I apart. Love it. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. You know the road is clear for those who dare To make a place better and make it fair Where you're living it up just like in your dreams Chris Istis is running for the BC Green Party in Nanaimo, North Cowichan. Music in this episode composed by Dan Gatto and Tom Howe. Music licensing by Source Audio. Fact-checking and production assistance by Sarah Guild. All interviews for this series were conducted outdoors with six-foot-long sanitized microphone cables. This podcast series is produced by Nanaimo's Engage Q Digital. I'm Todd Maffin. Waste your time from day to day when you can find the strength to make